Um, I loosely looked over what you sent, and I, I have a good idea of, I guess, what you're basically trying to do. And I don't hate it. Mm. I just don't like this idea of that last team just being out. I And I wonder if that's just only um, based on the number that you worked with, which is what we had last year. Like, if we had more teams, would that happen? If we had less teams, would that happen? Right. I imagine if we had less teams, it would because Correct. you wouldn't have to cutting a team. Correct. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's the big thing is that with this design, I assumed 36 teams. Uh, the the format can run with fewer than that. Uh, I don't know if it can run with more than that. I mean, it probably can. It would just involve adjusting. The... And it, and it, can, it can run with any number. It's just a matter of, of moving things around. Yeah, you would just have to change the 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 two brackets. So anyway, what I did is I ran, like I just basically ran a simulated tournament. You know what I mean? Rather than just like talking about it in theory, I just ran through it so that I could locate where. Yeah. That... Cause you had with city making it to Sunday, which is yeah. <laughs> just simulation. I mean, they technically made it to Sunday in yeah, so much as, yeah. in so much as our game stopped due to the lights going off. I know uh, that was crazy. That was, that was one of, if not the craziest games I've ever played in. There was no way they would have come back and win that game. Yes, all night Sylvie was just going, he's going to throw me a super curve, I'm going to hit a grand slam. He's going to throw me a super curve, and I'm going to hit a grand slam. I was like, all right, I hope you do. And then he literally, like, second pitch did it, which was funny. Anyway, um, shouts to Whiff City. Love those guys. And you know who recruited Whiff City, right? You know who got them in the league, right? You. It was me. Bumpy? No, it was me. Through the oh, Instagram account. Is. Back when I was running the Instagram account. Oh, you, you, they were, well, it makes sense because they were probably 12. Yeah. Yeah. And then I saw them at the uh, Wiffle Mania tournament. And they were like, we know you. You're the guy who does. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah. Love to see it. All right. Yeah. You want to, you, you want to run through this tournament with me real quick? Yeah, let's do it. You want to share your screen? Cause I'm, I'm, I don't feel like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I can't unzip it on my computer. It's like making me download all these. Oh, that's fine. I, I, I can I can do that, no problem. So, all right, yeah, let me, hmm. let me do that. I'm just going to share my whole screen because it involves, like, going back and forth between the documents to kind of explain what happened here. Honestly, the mm -hmm. logistics of this format are a little bit less important to me than the concept, like, the, the ideas behind it. So I want to explain those at the top, and then we'll just run through the tournament how this one happened. How we feel about that? Fine, that's fine. Sure, sure. All right, let's do it. That's fine. Well, open, open the change. Fake conservatives. Fake conservatives. <laughs> All right. So, as we know, the format currently it runs pretty well. It's it's got some kinks in it, and at the end of the day, I think there's a perpetual need and goal to make things as concise and condensed as possible. So that I kept that in mind. Before I open the what I call the main bracket, I want to uh, address two things, which is first, the big sweeping change regarding this contest is that instead of teams playing five games prior to seeding, they play four. That's the big change. So wildcard teams, instead of playing five games, they just play four games. And if we're pretending like there were 14 wildcard teams, They'll they'll each play four games as opposed to five, and I kept that as consistent as I could with league teams. And the second thing is, 
this format, as I see it, is all about punishment versus reward, right? So teams that did well throughout the regular season see the opportunity for rewards in several different places. Teams that did poorly in the regular season see opportunities for punishment. You also get punished for losing, obviously, and you, you get rewarded for winning. So that, that that's the main idea behind this format, punishment versus reward, and uh, having it be all about four games. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I just want to point out that the reason why we went to five games mm-hmm. for everybody this year was to mitigate the issue that you had teams coming down, playing. You know, we wanted to avoid the fact that, oh, I had a loss in the top bracket, and now that's going to affect me the rest of the day. So basically we got to a point where that at whatever point you lost in the bracket when you came down, that it's almost like that game never happened. You came down at 2-0 yeah. or 1-0. So you had to play yeah, basically yeah, yeah. an extra game to get to that total of five games that everybody else was playing. That was the only reason we did that, because we felt that was the most equitable, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that in yeah, turn no, obviously led to basically – whole extra time slot of games and Mm -hmm. you know so i i believe i have a very creative solution to that issue the loss if you lose that first game it affects you but not as dramatically as you might expect basically the your punishment for losing that first game is you drop down but you end up playing a really bad team pretty much no matter what so all right let's go through it let's go through it let's open this first document this is the document entitled main bracket i'm gonna bring it over here and i'm gonna zoom in how well can you see that uh very well i was actually able to open it on my computer so i can also see it as well but i can oh, see it pretty good splendid do you want me to stop sharing my screen no 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 do it because it's easier this way for you to go back and forth okay as you know what you're moving back i just I'm, i'll just have it just in case i want to look at it okay sure 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 okay so this is the the document entitled main bracket this runs almost exactly identical to what you have it. Um, there's just a couple of points that I want to make here. I told you that the goal here is to get every team to play four. There is a scenario where a team can play five. In fact, up to two teams in this main bracket have the potential to play five games. And using last year's bracket as a guide, basically where we land with that is that if you're not a top 10 seeded team, it is possible that you might play five games in this bracket. Very unlikely but possible, right? Other than that, everyone else is going to play four games. So we got 22 teams here, and the goal is to get all 22 of those teams to play four games. So I just ran through this at random. You've got these play-in games, um, and as I view it, what you're playing for in these play-in games is the opportunity to play against a top 10 team. That's what it's about for me. Not only to play against them, but to steal their seed. And like the idea of seed stealing is going to become really important in just a minute here. But basically, like for example, let's take a look at uh, this, this matchup between Yee's Funhouse and Boys in the Barn. Yee's Funhouse wins. Then they got to play the enemy. Damn. Okay. Well, if Yee's Funhouse beats the enemy, as far as I'm concerned, they've now stolen the number two seed. It's their property. And they've handed the enemy the 15 seed. Right. So that that's the, the the sort of mechanisms of reward and punishment that I'm working with here. So just to just to broadly conceptualize that. All right. So we run through this main bracket. And, you know, in my simulation, Whiff Inc. and the enemy, they both go 3-0. The enemy beats Whiff Inc., goes 4-0. They make it into the final four. Whiff Inc. makes it into what I call the spectacular six. I know there were seven last year. There's six in mine. All right. Then if you look down here, 
you've got the loser of the teams that played against the enemy and whiffing. Those two teams, they play, right? Now, the winner of that game is basically treated just like whiffing. That team, in this case, NRG, is going to end up being four and one. But they're in the same standing as the three and one whiffing, right? And Whiff City, who loses that game, is automatically gifted the number four seed in the round of 20, regardless of record. Regardless of record. Why? The answer to that is because they have the highest seed possible without automatically advancing to Sunday. They earned that seed by advancing through the main bracket. You see what I'm saying? So that's what it's all about. It's all about taking the seed and, and, and the seed determines your ranking. It's not about run diff or strength of win. It's about your seed. So that's what happens when we run through this first bracket. Um, so at the end of this bracket, what that means is that the fate of four teams has been determined. But there's 22 teams, right? So you still have 18 teams who you got to figure it out. Yeah? All right. That brings us to the loser's bracket. I actually ran two different loser's brackets here, but I'm going to choose this one because it's the, we'll call it the canonical simulation. It's canon. So this is called loser's bracket nine remain. And in this bracket, we see all 18 teams that lost prior to the semifinals in the main bracket. Semifinals in the main bracket determined the fate of four teams. All other 18 teams drop down into this bracket at some point. If, for example, you're playing a seeding game, like, for example, the Whiff City Bomb Squad game. Well, in my simulation, Whiff City wins that game. As a result, they advance. And because they were the higher seed, the Bomb Squad keeps that 20th seed, right? That translates into the 16th seed in this next bracket, right? Because instead of there being 22 seeds, there are now only 18. So the 20th seed becomes the 16, right? 20 out of 22, 16 out of 18. You with me? Splendid. So basically what happens is teams get seeded here based on whatever seed they were when they were eliminated from the main bracket. I'll give you an example. Let's take a look at the number one seeded dumps, okay? Now the dumps had an interesting journey. They were the 12th seed. They had a game against the Gobble Ghouls and they won that game. They're the higher seed, so they keep that seed. Now they play the five-seeded chum. And in a turn of events, they upset the chum and go 2-0. They've now stolen the five-seed from the chum, and the chum have been given the 12-seed, which is reflected in this bracket. As you can see, the chum are now the eight-seed in this bracket because eight is the equivalent of 12 with, with those top four seeds being shaved off. See what I'm saying? Excellent. Yes. Okay, so the Dumps go 2-0, then they play with City and they lose. They drop down in here with that five seed. Because if you look at what with City did, they beat the Dark Knights and they stole the four seed from the Dark Knights, yeah? So the four seed beats the five seed. Mm -hmm. The Dumps carry that five seed right on down into this bracket, which is the highest possible seed that you could be falling into this bracket, the five seed. Boom. They are rewarded for that. And they've already played three games at this point. They're two and one. So what happens is the Gobble Ghouls and the Bomb Squad, two teams that went 0-1, they play each other. The winner of that game advances to play the Dumps. Now for the Dumps, this is their final game regardless of outcome. In my simulation, they win. But maybe they don't. Maybe they go 2-2 two and two instead of 3-1. and one. Either way, they're done. Four games and you're done. 
So what happens to the bomb squad? Well, either the bomb squad wins and advances or the bomb squad loses and is punished by being forced to advance to play a much more difficult team, which in this case is the winner of Dark Knights and Chum. In this case, in my simulation, it was Chum. The bomb squad lost to the dumps, but because the dumps are done, someone's got to fill that spot. And it is the bomb squad who is punished to fill that. You see, you see what I'm saying when I say that they're being punished for that? They're being punished by playing. Yeah, because they're basically they 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 lost the game, mm-hmm. and now they've got to basically now they have a harder way of getting back into it, and they've got to basically upset a very very good team to still have a chance to continue to advance instead of basically facing another one and two team who's also bad, and now you've got two bad teams facing each other, and inevitably one of them is still going to make it. So, in basically, what you're trying to do is is reward the better teams by giving them an easy schedule and punish the weaker teams who are continuing to lose and they just get harder and harder opponents. Exactly. They just have to beat one of these good teams to maybe stay alive. Exactly. And, and so the, the, you know, I guess guess it just reads weird because you have them losing, but then advancing, advancing. it is not really advancing. They're just kind of moving to another. Yeah. Section. They're not not real. Yeah. They're not really advancing. I mean, they're just, they're, they're, it's worse. Than I understand your. Down. I understand what you did. I understand what you did. Yeah, I, it just okay. obviously looks weird because it's the bracket. But I, I totally understand what you're doing. Good. I get it. Good. 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 Okay, so let's go to the bottom of this bracket here, where we see the Goodfellas and the Diablos. Now the Diablos win, and they have to. Unfortunately, they got to face Hazardous, who was the two seed. If you go back, you will see that Hazardous <clears throat> stole the six seed from the Screwballs, but then lost to the enemy. Okay, so they're the two seed in this in this uh, losers bracket. They play the Diablos. Now, the Diablos, they, they're on fire. They upset Hazardous. Hazardous was 2-1. and one. They have lost. They are 2-2. Two and two, Done. They need help. They need help. They're 2-2. Two and two. They, They're not dead, but they need help. The Diablos, well, they're 2-1. and one. But unfortunately, because they lost their first game and because they did so poorly during the regular season, their punishment, despite being 2-1, and one, is they have a really tough matchup against State of Mind, who, if you look at the main bracket, State of Mind got you know dramatically upset by NRG, and then they came in and they beat the Screwballs. Now we got a one-on-one State of Mind versus a two-on-one Diablos. State of Mind win that game, and they advance. Diablos lose that game. They're now two-and-two. It's out of their hands. They're done. So what ends up happening in the middle of the bracket is you can see Earl advances by going three-and-one, the Bombskis, who lost their first game, advance, somehow beat DEK, end their day at 2-2, two and two, and then they play the 2-1 and one State of Mind. State of Mind beats them. They are 3-1, and one, and a 3-1 and one record in this bracket guarantees you a spot in the top 20 if you're a league team. I'll talk about why that is in just a minute. But math, I, I did the math. There is no way to get three wins in this bracket and not be a top 20 team. So three wins and you're in. Two wins, and you might be in, but you need help. So that is one version of this. And you can see the outcome here is, whoops. The outcome here is we get three teams. The dumps are on state of mind. They're now going to the top 20. Then we've got one, two, three, four, five teams who are two and two and and are in limbo. The bomb squad is in the Players' Cup at one and three. And if you're doing the math here, what we have is uh, another nine teams whose fate has been determined. So four in that first round, nine in the second round. That's a total of 13, nine remain. So that's so now we're down to nine teams who still need to play 
prior to the round of 20. All right. How are we feeling? Any questions? Yep. Yeah. Um, no questions yet. Um, my my comment is that I basically I I like this concept of your your we're not dropping into pool play. Right. You basically eliminated this pool play and you you've made these so taking a step back. You're in the main bracket, you're a league team. You obviously nothing changes. You're trying to win as many games as possible to get to the final four so you make it to Sunday or this or as far late Saturday as possible without having to play as many games. Right. right? And, it, and, and then as you lose, <clears throat> yeah. No, no, I was going to say it's, it's pretty much four games, no matter what, just about every single team. Yeah. By the time you get to the top 20, we'll have played four games. And I like this idea that if you lose before that you're dropping down and you're not dropping into some kind of like arbitrary or predetermined pool schedule of other losers that have lost. It's like, oh, loser of this game has been there on this pool. You've basically made a a, a bracket. I won't say it's elimination bracket because you're not obviously eliminated, but you've made it where there's more of a clear path of where those wins are going to get you. Right. My only and, concern and losses and losses. Right. My only concern is that the only the benefit to the pool play is that when you lose and drop into pool play, you. You may not know your all three of your opponents, but it's it's streamlined a little more faster. This seems like you may have to play, and then it's a lot, kind of a lot of like, oh, we got to really wait and see who's winning and losing these games, determine who's going to be moving up and down. There is it's like some... you know you have a team that's losing, and you know, but I, yeah. I but I like this concept of you're not dropping down into pool play, you're dropping down basically into like a bracket. Yeah, you're a dropping more. You're dropping down into Tiered the losers bracket. Strong. Yeah, and it's all about it's all about yes. your seed. Your seed determines the strength of your opponent, essentially. And for the record, there is some waiting, but most teams are not going to have to wait much more than one full game because once one game is determined, each team either is going to advance or drop down into the third bracket, which is the leftovers bracket. Right. But the only thing is if you have teams stealing seeds, if you have teams stealing seeds, though, they, there's going to be some... Like, hey, I'm waiting for this game, but if this team wins, then now I'm waiting. I'm playing this team now, and I feel like it's a little. It could be. It could probably be streamed on a little better. Um, mm-hmm. But again, the concept, mm-hmm. though, I'm digging it so far. Okay, good, good. Let's go to the left. I also, I would also be very, uh, I would also be very okay with just instead of all the ste- the seed stealing and changing, just having it be clear. Like, are right, the loser of game nine goes to this spot, the loser of game ten goes to this spot, and they play, and it's just a little bit more structured. Instead of being the stealing seeds, but I don't disagree with the stealing seeds. I like the idea. Of I think I think logistically better, better regular season and and continuing that through yeah. the tournament. Well, I think logistically as to just being like your first game. Yeah, well, if you just if you make it like loser of game, whatever, it, it's the same thing. It's just the concept here is like I, what I'm trying to do is communicate to players that like if you did good during the regular season, even if you lose that first game, you will likely be. A, a higher like you'll be playing a bad team so like for example if i don't know who which is what it used to be when we did the pools we we right. had it like that where if you were a four seed and got upset you're going to be in a really shitty pool with bad teams and you got got that reward right exactly so that, that's what it goes this. around that's what it goes around okay so let's go to the leftovers bracket so at this point there are nine teams remaining so we go to the leftovers bracket nine teams remain and I, like i said i ran another simulation here's the thing about this bracket mathematically 
at the end of the loser's bracket, there could be anywhere from eight to 12 teams remaining. So you've got a 12-team bracket, and based on who advances, you may need to create a, a game here where, uh, it, you know, it, like how much in the way that uh, eight and nine play for the right to play the one seed, you may have a situation where, uh, you know, it's, it's 11 and 12 playing for the right to play the one seed. So to that end, there might be a little waiting at the start of this bracket. Because you got you got to figure out how many teams remain. Um, the good right, news, inevitably there's also going to be waiting because you have you have only 14 fields. Right. right. I was going to say the good and news also, is there's, there's waiting no matter what. Yeah. And because each team is only playing four games, like like of course there's waiting, but it's it's not like it, like you're removing an entire round of games, and so you have that space to make up time. Okay. So yeah. here the we games are. are. More meaningful. Yeah, I agree. I I that's I tried to make every game super meaningful. So here we are with these nine teams remaining. As you can see, Chum, uh, if you go back, Chum had a really interesting outcome in my simulation, which is that if you take a look at it, what happened is Chum beat the Dark Knights to go one and one because they they got upset their first game. Then they played the Bomb Squad, which was a reward for them being a high seed coming into the tournament. They beat the Bomb Squad, but if you look at the other side of their bracket, there was no one for them to play. So they went 2-1. and one. They deserve to be rewarded, and they are rewarded here in the leftovers bracket by playing essentially the worst team available. Based on seeding, the worst team available, they're going to be playing a team that's 1-2. and two. In this case, the, go- the Goodfellas and the Gobbleghouls play. The Gobbleghouls win. Chum beats the Gobbleghouls. They're done. Three and one. Down here, the throwbacks, they had a really rough run of it. They went 0-2. And then they played Yee's Funhouse. They lost again. They're 0-3. Okay. Yee advances. The Screwballs, they fight back from 0-2. And they make it to 2-2. Boys in the Barn are 1-3. So now what we have, here's, here, here it is. Here's the part that, that you're going to hate. So we get Chum advancing. Yee and the Screwballs, 2-2. Two two, limbo. Okay. And at this point, we have seven two and two teams in this simulation. So there's a lot of two and two teams. They're at risk of being eliminated. They should have gone three and one. And then you've got all these teams that are going to the Players' Cup, and you will notice that four of them are 0 and 3. Those four teams will play against each other, maybe at the flip of a coin. It doesn't really matter because they're all going to the Players' Cup. Okay. Those teams play a seeding game. It is at this time that we tend to get a team who's willing to forfeit, right? If there's going to be a forfeit, it's going to be an 0-3 team that doesn't want to play that fourth game. Am I right? Sure, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> this is where... Which is what I would hope to avoid, but continue. We'll, you we'll hope to... Continue. All right, so I, I do have a solution for this. Um, I'll explain it now, and then I'll kind of re-explain it when we get to the top 20. But basically, if your team stinks, if you go 0-4, okay... You have a chance at being the worst-seeded team, yeah? The worst-seeded right. team, the 36-seeded team, as I mentioned, does not play in the Players' Cup. They are our bubble team, okay? Now, we love our bubble team. We want our bubble team to come back next year. What can we do to incentivize them to come back after denying them that fifth game? We give the bubble team free entry into next year's tournament. They're in. Whether they're a league team or a wild card team, the franchise has a golden ticket to be punched, with one exception. The exception is you cannot get that golden ticket if you forfeit a game or if you tank a game. 
and the, and the extent to which the game is forfeited or tanked is determined in part by the team that they played against and in part by, like, I don't know, Tim or whoever's running the tournament. It's a gentleman's mm-hmm. call. So the, the, there's your incentive. You play hard. You try to win. If you win, you're in the Players' Cup at 1-3. and three. If you go 0-4, you might lose. You might be 0-4 and be in the Players' Cup. You might be 0-4 and you're done. But guess what? You have three entries into next year's tournament because we love you. What do you think about that? I really don't like it. Wow, guy doesn't because like- I don't think and this is the reason why I don't like it because mm-hmm. there's, there's there's not like this guarantee that that team's going to stay together. You know who knows what's going to happen for next year. Guys never know what they're doing next year, so I would rather not tie anything to next year to that game, and I would rather just figure out a way to have all of those teams just be in the Players Cup and just stagger a bracket somewhere where maybe somebody else has an extra buy. You can so do all it. All those teams are just in playing in the Players Cup. I, I've accounted for that, and I'll show you exactly how I've accounted for that. But I, I like the the golden ticket gimmick. I, I think it's fun. Sure, I, uh, the I gimmick. Totally... Sure. I mean, why don't you why don't you do this? You can do that with like maybe all those teams that are in the Players Cup. All those first round losers can then go play for like a golden ticket maybe. Yeah, that could be fun. Something like that. I I was just trying to do it without creating extra games. But but all right, let's, so let's yeah. let's put it, let's put a pen in that real quick. So now yeah, we've inevi- got... inevitable hold on, hold on, hold no, on. Go inevitable. Ahead, go now, ahead. now you're going from teams playing even if they're playing in the players cup, they're still playing maybe six games in a tournament, maybe seven. Now you're basically telling them they're playing three and then that fourth game maybe gets them in or not or they're done. So yeah, that's like it's... not a lot of games at all to be played. <laughs> But compared to what they're used to. In my opinion, four games and you go 0 and 4, you should expect not to play a fifth game. That's my opinion. Sure. Sure. Yes. Opinion. Yes. So yes. That's, you should that's, not, that's, you should, yeah. That's that's where I'm fair, operating. Fair. That's where I'm operating. Fair, from. fair, fair point. Okay. So and, and again, at, at this stage where we're at here, you're gonna see I've made I've taken a couple of efforts to minimize the number of games played so that you have flexibility at night. You're going to see what I mean in, in just a moment here. But at this stage, what we've done is we've determined the fate of all 22 teams in the main bracket. The 14 wildcard teams have played their four games. We know exactly where every team stands. Okay, so this is what happens at the end of every team playing four games. Let's go to it. Let's, let's go to the document. This is the round of 20 explained. As we open yeah, this. This is, what I, this is what I was reading earlier, yeah. Yeah, as we open this, we see a couple of things. First, the top three seeds, their fate's been determined forever ago, okay? They played their games. The enemy is the number one seed. They are in the final four. Withink and NRG are both in the spectacular six. And then I've got um, a, a, a round of, uh, technically, technically it's a round of 12, but only four games are played. There's eight other teams that will play in that bracket. So real quick. Let's open up Sunday draft one. Okay, so boom. The enemy are here in the final four. NRG and Whiffink are both here in the spectacular six. And what you can see is that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more spots to be filled. How do we get those eight spots? Let's go back here. Whiff City lost the, the second chance game to NRG in my simulation, right? Now, Whiff City's three and two. It's possible that a two and two team could be up there in the four seed. Now you may be saying, we can't do that. We can't put a two and two seed. Yes, you can. Why? Because that is their reward for advancing through the main bracket. They won those first two games, or in the case of Whip City, 
They won their first three games. A little harder for them because they were not a top 10 team. You win those first two games in that main bracket. And the worst you can do is the top seed in the round of 20. That is your reward for winning yeah, I like those that. two games. I like that. Okay, good. I like that. I'm glad you're with me. Now, here's how we seed the rest of it. The first way we seed things after, after this one seed that's given, we go by record. In my simulation, there were two wildcard teams that went 4-0. They're the 5 and the 6 seed, no questions asked. The only, the only thing that differentiates these two is run diff. That's the only time run diff is used when differentiating between two 4-0 teams. Now let's go down here. Seeds 7 through 13. You'll notice that we had four 3-1 teams in our bracket. The Dumps, Earl, State of Mind, and Chum. And you will also notice that we have three wildcard teams who went 3-1. and one. The league teams are automatically seeded above the wildcard teams. I don't give a shit about run differential. Why? It's their reward for being a league team. You are prioritized if you are a league team. End of story. Okay? And then like amongst, like among, yeah, amongst those league teams, it, run diff determines whether you're the 7 or the 8 seed, the 9 or the 10 seed. Same thing goes for the wild card run diff. Now we get to our 2 and 2s. Now this is an unfortunate coincidence. I didn't plan it this way. In my simulation, there were exactly 7 2 and 2 league teams. Might not always shake out like that. I think you could see as few as 6 or as many as 9. Um, there happened to be 7 spots left. So all 7 2 and 2 league teams, they're in. What, what a wonderful world. Any wild card team that went 2 and 2, sorry you suck. You weren't good enough and you're not a league team, so you're out. Right? You're in the you're into the players cup. Sorry. You should have played better. You should have won 3 games. You win 3 games, you're in. That's it. You win 3 games and you're in. All right. So, here's where things in my opinion get fun. We've got seeds 4 through 20 here. Now, if you count that up, that's 17 teams. That's a really awkward annoying number. So, well, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let's go back. Let's, sorry, let's go back for a second. How many wild card teams were two and two in this scenario? Four. And I, I just, I literally just, just rolled the dice. I, I, I ran, I ran a random. Oh, that's fine. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to see if, because, I, 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 um, I, I agree with this concept again of rewarding league teams, mm -hmm. but you know the the liberal in me is still like <laughs> you know two and two. You know, you should have done better, but you know, those wild card games are very randomly selected. You know, and I hate to send a team home because they got matched up with Legacy and Black Dog in their pool, and they're like a, a you know, a team that's a good team, but they lost to Black Dog and they lost to Legacy. Like, what are they gonna do? So I would what like are they gonna to do? Know they're, that they're those gonna... two and two teams because there's no rhyme or reason why they played those teams. You can, and you can have other wild card teams are going to have much easier matchups, and they're going to go two and two or three and one. They're going to get in. So I, I want to maybe mitigate okay. against that. This and is, I think there's, there's still there's still an opportunity to have these two and two teams maybe all just play a, a like in like almost a, kind of like how UF has it like that that like um uh survivor round or whatever the contender whatever that one round is all the That's all the one and threes kind of play like have all these two and twos just play one game. And then, and then you can't argue that, hey, you know what? I did have a shitty round. I had a bad break. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm going to face, you know, hazardous now, and I get a chance to get myself into this top 20. So I would like to also maybe include something like that. But I don't disagree with this. Again, conceptually, I don't I don't disagree with this. I like, so, I like where this is going. So here's where the punishment comes in for me, okay? If you're a wild card team and you went 2-2 two and, two and you're mad that you went 2-2 two and two because of random chance, 
you can join the league and not leave it up to random chance. <laughs> and I'm saying that as an out of towner. I'm saying that as an out of towner. Well, but yeah, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. How is a California team gonna gonna join the league though? How are you guys gonna join the league? Like, what are you gonna do? I I'm willing to fly out there. I'll fly out there and and join a league team. Yeah. Straight up. And and you know what? Circumstance sometimes fucks you. I've been fucked by circumstance many times. Okay. That. Yes. He, we here's yeah. my here's my thing. You can't create multiple rounds in a tournament to placate teams that have rough circumstance. You got to have a league, and if you want to play in that league, you play by the confines of the league, and you agree to it, and that's it. I agree with that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's I agree. the that's right, the Republican well, in me. That's Republican. Point. Love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> okay, love so that. here's love here's that. where things see, get fun. See, look at this conversation. I'm liberal. You're conservative now. With the yeah. world, has, world has changed. Okay, so here's where here's where things get Continue. fun. Yeah. So here we are. We've got 17 teams who's who are in the top 20 but have not yet made it to Sunday. The two worst teams, Yi and Hazardous, we get a death game, a two-inning death game. If it makes it to the third inning, you go to the old-school shootout. My favorite. Base is loaded, mm -hmm. two outs, and you go until you're done. A walk is worth 0.9. Yeah, we still do that. We one. do that. Good. That that is what we're doing here. We are doing a two inning death game. Well, actually, we don't do the we don't do the points. We just do walk as you know, just a guy on base. Yeah, we they do the it points. like that. We don't do the point system. Yes, that that's fine with me. Um, so two inning death game, right? Winner of that game gets the nineteen seed. Now I'll talk about the top nineteen in just a minute. But first, so in in my version of this, the thirty six team thirty six seeded team is done. They get their golden ticket. Let's say Yee's Funhouse loses to Hazardous. They're the twenty seed. Seeds 22 through 35, that's 16 teams, they play in the Players' Cup round one. There's going to be 24 teams total in the Players' Cup. Those, those bottom 16 teams, they play round one. Eight of those teams advance. And the, the others, they're done. They've, they've played five games. Their tournament is over. Okay? So now what we do is we match up seeds. So the four seed plays the 19, the five plays the 18, the six plays the 17, et cetera, et cetera. That's a total of eight games. Eight teams are going to win those games. Do you remember how many spots I said were available for Sunday? Yes. It was eight. The eight teams who eight. win this game, they advance. Here's how I would do it. I would do a silver game. A six-inning game, max innings pitched four. That's how I would do it. You don't have to do it that way. You can do a five-inning game, a regular old-school five-inning game if you want to. A lot of it depends on how much time you have once you reach this round. But in an ideal world, I would want to see a silver game here. Why? Because we're getting rid of double elimination. And we want to make sure that we can prove team depth. We want to give a nice, long, full, complete game. But double elimination just takes simply too long. And again, it's also the last game they're playing. They're also, it's also the last game they're playing for the day. So you could, it could be a longer game. It might be. It uh, might I be. Like it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, boom. The, the, right, the, right, right, right. The winners of these eight games. They are on to Sunday. We now have 11 teams that have advanced to Sunday. Okay? We, we'll call them the Elite 11. They're on to Sunday. You also have these games between the 20 and the 35 seeds. Those are going to be a four-inning Players' Cup game. Get it done fast. The winner of those eight games are going to be the 9 through 16 seed in round two of the Players' Cup. They will play the loser of this round of 20 game, or round of 19, I should say. So the winner of, the, of, of this game right here advances to Sunday. The loser gets a high seed in round two of the Players' Cup. 
And at this stage, what you're left with, the players cup. Yes. What you're left with now is 16 players cup teams and 11 Sunday teams. Depending on your available time, you can do a couple of things here. You can play the round of 16 in the players cup. That will cost you eight fields. You could play the elite 11 game that will cost you four fields. And I, I, I don't know if you'd have time to do both. I, I'd be really surprised. My advice would be to do the Players' Cup. It'll cost you eight fields. It's a four-inning game. And then you will be left with 11 Sunday teams and eight Players' Cup teams. So if you're doing the math, what you'll need from that point on, you'll yep. need eight fields. Yep. No, no, yeah, no, I got you. And what that allows you to do is use only two of those three plots of land. So you can start breakdown. Well, we don't like we we want to avoid using the dirt though. So we would still use two fields on the other side though. Okay, that's fine. We want to avoid using the dirt fields. That's fine. So so then what you end I, up I, I see your point. I see why right. I, I get your logic. I so so point. now you're now you're already starting to break down fields. Um and again, if you want to, you can do the round of eleven on on Saturday night as well and just have a nice, clean, proper, um spectacular six on on sunday if you want and that'll only cost you three fields on sunday sunday six yeah the sunday six so that all depends whether or not i mean in a worst sunday seven really yeah i guess i mean if if it goes as long as it could go you know what i mean you get to a point where you have the 11 teams for sunday and the 16 teams for the players cup that would be a situation you would want to avoid because now you need what 12 fields and it would just it would just go a little slow. You know what I mean? So too much, I, too much. Yeah. Ideally, you would want to be hopefully finishing up these this round of 20 game. Hopefully that's finishing at around 8 p.m. And then you get that that round of uh 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 16, the, the second round of the players cup, you get that game 8, 8 30, and it takes you an hour. Everyone's done playing by 9 30, 10. You know, so it is streamlined around reward and punishment, specifically related to a team's seed, and then minimizing the number of games and maximizing the value and quality of those games. Every team plays four games with a, with a slim possibility that up to two teams could play five. One team at the end of those four games plays no more games. Every other team is guaranteed a fifth game. And what you end with is an, an, an Elite 11 and a Players Cup of 16. And hopefully, one of those two play around on uh, uh, Saturday night. And that's the format. I, I really, I got to tell you, I really don't hate this. Uh, yeah, you know what? I, I put some I really don't hate this conceptually. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there are details I, that need to be I, picked I, apart. It, I think I think Tim would probably find some issues with it, but I I really think that well, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I really think that what he would, I'm what he wouldn't like is the whole the whole stealing of seed concept because that to him that is too difficult for him to to map out and do really, all these things. It's really not because um, every bracket is pre ordained. Every bracket is pre pre ordained. Right. It's not necessarily about any one team stealing a seed. It's like the the five the five seed advances from here to here to here to here to here. The the three seed advances from here to here to here to here to here, and and teams get plugged in. So you can pre plug in all the seeds, 
and then do, like you said, kind of like a winner of this game, a loser of this game. I think, though, in terms of explaining it to the players, this is what's going to make the most sense. Where you talk about you have a seed and you got to fuck, you got to fight for that seed. If you if you played really good over the course of the regular season, you know, and, and you're the five seed, well, you better fight for dear fucking life to hang on to that thing. Because if you slip up once, it's over. You're not the five seed anymore. And now you're climbing up the mountain, you know? Mm hmm. I would like to avoid some of this pool play stuff because there's a little too much of like, all right, we just have, all right, we lost. All right, now we just got to play these three or four games. And then like, you don't know if you're going to get in or you also know that, hey, this last game, I'm already 0-3. Like this last pool play game is basically useless to me. Yeah. Um, going 1-3 and three or 1. So it kind of avoids knowing you're going to have a useless game because you'll, you'll lose and be like, okay, I know I'm done. As opposed to be like, oh, I'm lost. I'm but now I still have to play another game versus, okay, I'm done. I'm in the player's cup. I can just go go get lunch. Yeah. Go, I'll, I'll get rid of my player's cup, whatever it is. Um, I think there's a lot. I think there's a, I think Lou would really like this format. I think he would too. I, he I really do. I, he loves brackets. And he loves the, the idea of stealing seeds. It's, a, it's like that's like kind of like a call-out-y thing for him. I think he would love that. Yeah, um, but, but it's not a call-out. It, it, it's based on did you, did you upset a team? Because if you upset a really good team, you should be rewarded for that. And if you got upset, you should be fucking punished. Yes. Yes. I want to avoid, though, a team like the enemy getting upset. And now they're being punished by playing. I don't know who they I got to look at again who they would play. Because at the end of the day, the other team is really the ones being punished. Because if they weren't going to play the enemy and now the enemy lost and now they have to play the enemy, it's like now they're getting screwed because the enemy lost. That's, Which their, inevitably that is, that's anyway. their punishment for not only losing, but being a bad team all year. If you're a bad team all year and you lose your first game, you're fucked. Yeah. Because now, now you might have to play the enemy. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you were a bad team all year and you win your first game and then lose that second game, now you're rewarded. Now you're being rewarded. Now you're, you've stolen a seed and you're going to be higher up. So if you win that first game, as a non-top 10 team, there's no way you're playing the enemy. It's only if you lose that first game in the main bracket. If you were the 17 seed and you lose to the 22 seed, you are playing the fucking enemy. You know what I mean? If they get upset, you're playing them. But at the end of the day, you're going to have not have to face them anyway, right? So, like, there's always, like, this avoiding. I, I always hate when people say, oh, we want to avoid. Well, bro, you're in a national championship. You're going to face wanna, the best team. You want to avoid you the enemy? Face them anyway. If you want to avoid the enemy, you just keep winning until you have to play him anyway. That's how you avoid the enemy. It's exactly. about the, the, This format is about wins and losses. And most importantly, the extent to which you are able to win or lose a game is in part predicted by how well you did in the regular season. It, it adds value to the regular season, is what I'm trying to say. Which I like. Yeah. Okay, but, I'm going to run know, through you, this. You should, you should run through it. Try and break it. Because I, I, I ran several simulations. I tried on purpose to break this format. And I got a couple of little wrinkles. But yeah, try and break the format. I'll, I'll upload this. I'm not going to try to break it. I'm not going to try to break it. I'm going to try to... I'm going to try to enhance it. Sure. Sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, maybe we do um, a little a little uh redux. Yeah, I think that, I think the only downside to this simulation is that you know you have twenty two teams and 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 twelve teams, no twenty two and fourteen, which are weird numbers. 
And in a perfect world, you'd have yeah. 24 and 12 or yeah. 20 and 12, 20 and 16. Well, if you, you know, do it that way, it's, it'll, run, it'll run a lot smoother if you have those numbers. Right. So but I, I like that we had awkward numbers because it forced me to create a format that worked for weird numbers. Valid. Valid. So I'm going to do it with 24 league and 12 wild card. Then I'm going to do it again for 20 league and either 12 or 14 or 16 wild card. We'll see how I'm going to get done. And I'm just going to go through it. I'm going to, I want to, I want to think about that two and two sucker punch game instead of eliminating those wild card teams. You can do it. Again, I don't disagree with the concept. I don't don't disagree with the logic. I just have a hard time being okay with that in terms of like, it's a national championship. It's not your fast pitch. It's yard. Maybe we could play. We're already eliminating a lot of other games. You could probably maybe play this two and two game. I think it'll be a very fun game. All these two and two teams that kind of deserve it. Um, you can and then, and then uh, you can also do a death game, a two inning game, and we that's did that. we did the hump game. You get up all these two and two teams. Ooh, we'll the hump game. Game. Play a three inning game, yeah. right? Right to a shootout. You can even again right to a shootout. We maybe we don't have to have so many extra innings in all of these games. Maybe we could be more cutthroat yeah. and be like, hey, you get one clean right to a shootout. Yeah. Why is I it any different? I don't, I don't hate that. Sunday? I don't hate that one bit. My my thing is, I tried to create a format that moves fast that gets guys out and in bed by 11 p.m you know what i mean that that doesn't what even say this would be even be earlier than that to be honest i think yeah, it's well, earlier i i tried to create a fast format format and then if this tournament think about it think about it this way let's say you get through that round of 20 and it's 7 30 p.m you can go through the entire elite 11 and the entire round of 16 in the players cup and then have a nice clean 10 a.m. start on Sunday and not have to worry about it going on forever because you've only got six advancing. I would love to get as many Players' Cup games done on Saturday as possible. This format allows for that. Those guys don't want to play Sunday. And this idea of like you're guaranteed a game on Sunday, no, you're not guaranteed a game on Sunday anymore. You're guaranteed a Players' Cup game because you're bad, except for that 316. But even still, I would try to figure (laughs) out a way to get that as well. And then this way you're only getting your final 11 or final six or seven on Sunday. And then basically you have the final eight of the players cup. Yep. So you have even less games on Sunday so yep. that they're more meaningful, they're more impactful. You can have maybe longer inning games. Exactly. Maybe if we only had seven teams play on Sunday, instead of that extra round of 12, maybe we can go right to six inning golden games instead of five inning, five inning, seven, nine. You can go, you only have three rounds. We yep. can do golden games after the start make those games a little more intense yeah uh, and uh, that's what the, and the thing is like if if the tournament goes long then those games are five inning games you know what i mean because because now you're playing the, the entire elite 11 on sunday so that's going to be a five inning game you know and, and so that's what I try, I try to keep it flexible and i also try to you know it's a, it's an nct so it should be cutthroat you know what i mean i and so me personally if, if you go two and two I, that shouldn't guarantee you the opportunity to advance that that should that should leave I, it up to I, if you're a league team and you go two and two, I actually almost think they should be the ones that shouldn't necessarily advance at two and two because their their schedule is a little bit more controlling. They know who they're playing because they're all playing league teams. These wildcard teams that get a random draw of four games, I'd hate to see them get screwed by going two and two and having to face three of the best teams in their pool. 
yeah. then now they're like they're two and two, but their strength of schedule is incredibly hard. And now we're sending them home, and we're keeping these two and two lead teams. That yeah, they're two and two, but they lost to like the Gaba yeah. Bulls at some point, or they lost to Yi at some point. But they're two and two, and they so, get in over one you know, way around like that. Dinos who lost yeah. two one nothing games to Black Dog. And, yeah, and but I agree with you. Oh, I don't you know. He can't cater to all of that, but there's a way to make the format where even if that happens, they all get a chance to decide it on the field. Yeah, all those two and two teams can play that one game, side on the field. I don't want to hear any bullshit. Can't cry about your your schedule because you're all made it to the same point, and now you can decide. All right, you had a shitty yeah. morning, tough teams. You had an easy morning, tough teams. Play right now, and then we can move forward. And then there's no excuse. One way you can account for that, and I really don't necessarily like this, but I think it is a, a potential solution, is you can, we can be we can be honest about which teams are high quality. You got a black dog. You got a phenoms. You got a um uh, what's the other one? The fucking lumberjacks or no? Who who are you just saying? Black dog or legacy? Legacy. We be honest, and we separate those teams from each other so that nobody has to play both of them right because if we're being honest those are really really good teams and yeah it would suck to for example fly out from utah and have to play all three of those teams in a shitty pool so maybe you create you know three pools or even four pools and each one of those pools has a leader and then everyone else is drawn randomly into those pools I mean, I don't really necessarily like that if if the vibe we're going for. I, know, I hate pre-ranking teams because again, so you know, who's on what roster? I hate pre-ranking. So do I, but it, I, I'm not saying it's a good solution, but I'm just saying it's a solution. It is. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah. So so there's your tournament. Very right, very productive. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I invited Bob. He said he'd rather stare right. at the wall, and I uh I agreed with him. He's incapable of having intellectual conversation. That's yeah, why he's not, incapable yeah. of having a real talk. No, you're not wrong. He, he can't do it. You're not wrong. I want to. I, I also want to get Tim's opinion on this because I think Tim will love this and hate yeah. it at the same time. Uh, is not a pastry, though. I will tell you. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm really confident that it's a pastry. But you, is it? But is it? So, my fiance brought this point up. It's a hot pocket, a pastry. Yes. It's a pie. Wow. You hear that? Danielle? It's a pie. It's a pie. That's what I said to her. I said it's a meat pie. Yeah, it's a meat pie. A condition is a Jamaican pie. beef patty. Is a Jamaican beef patty a pastry? Of course it is. How could it not be? How could it be anything other than a pastry? Is beef what, Wellington what? a pastry? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, <laughs> beef Wellington is a fucking pastry. Uh, excuse me, sir. Why isn't beef Wellington listed under the dessert menu? <laughs> the I, I, menu. I like to Speak to the chef, please. <laughs> so stupid. It, yeah, I mean, look. Uh, the British did many things wrong throughout their history, and that was one of them. It would have been good without the pastry. Yeah. Filet yeah, mignon, yeah. mushrooms, and 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 hamon. That's delicious without the pastry. Just saying. I'm pretty sure it finishes the pastry. I mean, look, it may technically be considered a pastry, but no one's ordering it for dessert, especially when you're stuffing you it with pastrami and salad. There are there are plenty of savory pastries out there. Plenty. A pastry That's is not true. necessarily is a dessert. Does pastry mean dessert? Or is no, pastry just of course not. pastry? Yeah, well, no, I think that we've been brainwashed by Western exceptionalist media to believe that a pastry must be for dessert. The, the Zionists are <laughs> trying to. No, no big, big pastry is trying to. They're, they're the same people who want to scoop out bagels. 
Oh God! Don't even get me started on that. That is such behind scooping out bagels. It's such an insult to why you do that if you've got a bad bagel is what you do with it. If you got a good bagel and you can't handle your cream cheese, then you're just bad at eating bagels. I just I I said at the doc on Sunday. I said, do you actually think these delis are giving you more meat because you scoop out your bagel? No chance. So they're looking at as an opportunity to give you less meat. Sure. Well, but it's not going to fall out like. But you're getting, but who cares? Just get it on bread then. Yeah, just get it on bread. Just get it on. If you don't want to deal with the complications that come with eating a bagel, don't eat the bagel. It's insulting. And listen, I might have even, I might have even subscribed to that ideology earlier on. But when you move away from bagels, you develop an appreciation for bagels that is unmatched. Because you can get even shitty pizza is good. A shitty bagel is a rock. Yeah, and look, I I have scooped out bagels in my in my history, but I don't go to the store and say, "Can I have a scooped out bagel with X, Y, yeah. and Z on it?" I'll just do it at home because it's been in the freezer and I'm defrosting it, and yeah. it's like just not that good. And now yeah, I've got to take some. That's fine, but if you give if you give me a five a.m. bagel and start scooping the bread, I'm kicking you out of my house. I I agree. <laughs> I agree. It's a waste. It's a waste. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh. Eh. They just, don't, they make, don't they sell bagel flats? Probably. Or, like I said, stop. just get a flagel, dude. Sure. Just get a flagel. If you're going to get a scooped out bagel, you might as well get a well-done steak. What's the difference? I agree. What's the difference? Nothing. All right. All right. Thank you for the talk, Fudge. Um, I'm going to – I might upload this and just so I can send it to Tim to see what he thinks. Yeah, I maybe clean it up a little bit so because he's going to look at it and, and and be very confused. But I'm going to do my as well, and let's yeah, do yeah. this again next week. Sure, sure. I'm a, I'm around. I'm around. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good.